Yo, 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 what's poppin', my peeps? I hope you've all been enjoying spooky season. I'm Zandra, your favorite F-bomb dropper and your host of Aces Portal, the podcast where I still haven't explained where the name came from, but sadly, today is not that day either, but I promise that one day I will. Anyways, I'm finally back with episode 8, and all I can promise is that episode 8 will be fucking great. So now that I've got the rhyme out of the way, let's get into it. I know I've been a little ghost who's just been lurking in the shadows, staying quiet, and hiding from social media. I guess that's the best place to start. This episode is going to be a little different from the ones I've created in the past, but it feels right for me, and I trust that by following what's right for me, the energy will impact others in a positive way. I'd say that's sort of today's theme, the importance of being in the right energy for you, but as the title alludes to hidden treasures, I truly believe and spirit supports me on this, that there's something in here in some way, shape, or form that you likely needed to hear. To kick it off on a high note, I am currently living in my parents' basement, paying cheap rent and trying to figure my life out, just like much of my generation. So first off, shout out to living up to the zillennial stereotype. I know the whole living at home to save money and figure things out thing really gets shit on by the boomers. But I've got to be honest, it's been good, really good. And I've been such a little ghost because there's been so much going on. So much change, highs, lows, ups, downs, a lot of really expansive moments and a lot of challenging ones. To sum it up, there's been a fuck ton going on. I thought a lot about this episode and I've danced around the idea of how I wanted to do it. I think the best way is through a nice little Q&A session with myself. So let's, let's get into it. Alright, as we've established, there's been a fuck ton going on. Can I elaborate further? I absolutely can. Thank you so much, Alexandra. I'd start by saying that since my last episode, I've made a lot of strides with my business. I've had clients for my psychic intuitive work and my shamanic work, which has caused energy to internally shift within me. I was so excited about stepping into that work, but for a long time, I was scared and I lacked the confidence to do so which made me put it off and not take the step forward. I was lollygagging in limbo out of fear of change. When I finally did take the step, the universe radiated that love back to me. The further I went, the more I supported myself in stepping up and moving forward into what was calling to me, the more my abilities and skills increased and advanced even further. Taking the leap was extremely rewarding. I was seeing external results with my clients and in their readings, but there was also a huge internal energy shift for me. I started feeling more in flow with energy. I was trusting myself fully. I had confidence in myself, love for myself, and I was watching it all blossom and grow. As the energy within shifted, it moved me into a state that allowed me to slowly make peace with a lot of older programming and denser energy within my lower three chakras the root, the sacral, and the solar plexus. The movement and change in my lower energy centers allowed for healing, creation, and expansion to take place, and that rippled out through the rest of my energy system. As lovely and quick as that sounds, it wasn't all cupcakes and rainbows. I've been away as long as I have because there's been hard moments too. Really low vibes. I've spent a lot of time really diving deeper into the darkness, doing the healing work, sitting with the parts of me that are difficult to accept, trying to understand them, allowing them the space to share what they needed to, to feel what they needed to, and I gave those dark parts the love and acceptance that they needed. To be blunt, uh, the last half of August and literally 
all of September were absolutely brutal. I really pulled out of reality and even out of body because I had so much pain in body and in my energy system. When you feel a lot of pain or hurt or negative emotions and there's too much for you to handle, your heart chakra will slow down or even close up and your soul energy will actually start to pull out of your physical body to put space between you and the pain you're experiencing. It's natural and it happens, but it's not a pleasant thing to experience. I've dealt with it though. I'm still dealing with it to a degree, but I'm in a much better place than I was two months ago. I've set boundaries for myself and my relationships. I'm feeling more into my energy and my power. I'm self-loving and self-accepting, and I've spent much more time being rather than doing. Also, sorry, um, my dog is in the background, so if you're hearing any weird squeaks or rattles, it's probably him. Um, and I'm not going to go super deep into the being versus doing thing, but being is loving and accepting and allowing energy to flow out. Doing is forcing, putting pressure, putting deadlines, restrictions, manipulating and contorting energy. Doing comes from your lower three energy centers and it's often external focused. We feel like we need to pull energy up and out of ourselves to get something done. Whereas when we're being, energy flows out naturally. So why haven't I made a podcast episode? Well, aside from all the transformation, I'll be honest, I haven't known what to say. Since June, there's been so much exploration, discovery, and change within myself. And I've realized the more time you spend trying to make sense of the change, the more time you waste or the more damage you do. I realize we're meant to flow with it, be with it. Obviously, you can feel what you feel about change, but you don't want to get too stuck in your brain, your logic, your analyzing. You don't want to overthink it. It's important to process the change, but not to overthink or dwell. I think for me, as each new change occurred, I'd get confused on how to handle it and integrate it into my life and what I'd already planned for myself. For the podcast, ideas would come in, great ideas, things I knew were important to share, and then I'd think about them and it just felt forced trying to write them. Sometimes I'd sit myself down and be like, okay, Alexandra, you're going to do this. It's been two months since your last episode. You need something. People are asking, wondering, you have to do this. Of course, when I did sit down, every way I tried to format and structure the episode just felt wonky and I eventually gave up. I realized you shouldn't force anything. Forcing things doesn't help anything in the long run. It just leaves an energetic residue of whatever you're trying to shortcut and speed over. And in the end, you can't shortcut it. You can try and force something, but even if you force it, there's still some OG shadow energy left over, even if you fix it up. In my situation, I wasn't taking the time to process the change and the emotions that came with it. I was clinging to the plan I had in place. I was trying to meet the checklist of expectations I had set and follow each proper step to ensure my podcast and business were successful. I was trying to have control over the outcome and will it into reality when really I should have been checking in with myself and handling my own shit because at the end of the day, if I'm not feeling well and existing in a decent-ish energy, nothing else can get done the right way or at least get done effectively. Another way I can describe it is through a completely irrelevant analogy about a blood diamond. A blood diamond is still a blood diamond no matter how shiny, pretty, and clean it looks. You can sage the fuck out of it, 
charge it on your selenite, chant Om 5,000 times, charge it under the moon, repeat a bunch of affirmations, or even go into the crystal and clear its energy. But regardless, you can't clear the fact that it's still a blood diamond. You can transmute the energy within it and work with what's already there to transform it, but you can't entirely dissolve it of its energy. You have to be able to change the energy into something else. It has to grow, heal, evolve, and morph. And I'm pretty sure I've mentioned the law of conservation of energy, but you can't destroy the blood diamond energy, just like you can't completely create new energy within it. But what you can do is work with what's there to change it into something different. Everything with enough time can grow, evolve, and morph, even the energy within a blood diamond. Even that shadow energy can shift with time and the right energy work. I can't shortcut the healing process on a rock, just like I couldn't shortcut the healing process for myself, and avoiding certainly wasn't the right shortcut either. The podcast didn't feel right, and I knew better than to force myself. I knew better than to act from denser energy because the result and the outcome wouldn't be what they needed to be. And so many people didn't get that. I had so many people tell me to just push through the writer's block, just get something out because that might kickstart my creative momentum and get me back on track, that if I waited too long, I'd lose people's interest. And I know it didn't make much sense to other people. When people would ask me what I was doing with my life or what's been going on, and I'd explain that I was spending time getting to know my energy, I was free writing and introspecting, I was frequently meditating and journeying, I was regularly connecting with nature spirits and practicing being completely present and connecting into my reality. I was taking the time to know my human self and my soul self on a higher level. I could sense that they didn't understand it and accept it as something worthwhile. Internally, I knew that I was doing things for myself that were equally as important, if not more important, but what I was doing didn't directly provide external outcomes or rather tangible outcomes. I mean, technically they do because everything you do internally will be externally reflected. Like, dead fucking ass. Literally. But as far as 3D humanity's sake, there were no external outcomes. So why am I here now? More and more, I've understood and experienced the wavelengths of different energies. The full spectrum, the peaks and troughs, and polarity that exists within each one. I've realized when there's enough polarity in multiple areas of life, that's when it can feel the most challenging to deal with. When you have change going on all over the place in different forms, it can be anxiety-provoking, scary, and it can trigger a lot of fear. When I get really anxious, my energy system will run something I call my doomsday program. It's an energy configuration that operates out of my lower three chakras, and as it sounds, it makes everything a doomsday thing. I mean, world-ending, hopeless despair, I'm fucked, everything's fucked, doomsday. If I really sink into it and I lose awareness of what's going on from a higher level, I can get really sucked down into the third dimension and my lower centers and the doomsday program overrides my whole energy system. Normally I'm actively aware of what's going on and I can pull out in a healthy way to understand what's going on in my life, recognize it and come back down with greater awareness and run energy programs that are less dense and operate on a higher frequency programs that support my essence and my soul's highest good. Okay, so (laughs) back to why I'm here now. 
I think one of the hardest things to do or at least publicly admit or talk about is that I'm a little lost in my life. I mean, okay, hear me out. We talk about this stuff as a collective to a degree, but a lot of it is just sad clown memes and jokes about how we're all lost and confused and just trying to figure our life out. And I mean, sure, that's great and all. It's relatable and we can laugh at it and feel a sense of camaraderie in our mutual suffering. But I think we need to discuss it in a different way. I'm lost and that's, um, that's really hard for me to admit. I'm trying to feel out the direction I'm meant to go in and not having that path or answer for myself is anxiety provoking because I should know what I want for me, right? Like, who else is going to have that answer? And I think in a world where we're used to instant answers and information and most of what we want to know can be looked up on Google, not knowing instantaneously can feel pretty shitty. Even if it's not something Googleable and we want to know something about someone or from someone, we can ask a question. In person, the response is instantaneous, but if it's via technology, we're stuck waiting. And people get full-blown anxiety from waiting on responses. I'll be the first to admit, I've gone fucking psycho and have freaked the fuck out when someone hasn't answered. Cue the doomsday program. OMG, they hate me. They're mad. What did I do? Why do they hate me? Meanwhile, they're literally at the gym working out or they're at work not checking their phone. It has nothing to do with me. They just aren't paying attention to their phone but I still freak out from not having that information quickly enough. It's hard to bring this up and be really honest and emotionally open about it because people expect you to have everything figured out. People expect you to abide by the established structures and systems in place, to follow the rules written and unwritten, and to assimilate into the matrix just as they are to accept working an eight to six, because let's face it, no one goes nine to five anymore, not in this capitalist world. Um, <laughs> and I'm kidding, it's job dependent, but my point is that most people expect you to go with their flow and their norm rather than your flow and your norm. They expect you to be in tune with their media, their news, their narrative of what's going on. And I think as a collective, we've spent a very long time being externally focused for information and expansion. We created the internet and technology to shrink the world so we could communicate with and do business with people miles and miles and thousands and millions and light years away. Um, <laughs> you know, and we've created a bunch of cool things with technology. I won't argue with that. But think about how when you watch shows or you're on TikTok or you're using the internet, for the most part, you're externally focused or rather you're receiving external information. And I think humans need socialization, but I think socialization is different from media. I'm getting a bit off track, but for a long time, we've been focused externally. We've had periods of time where people would just push mental illness to the side or push aside their problems or things that weren't meant to be discussed because they weren't socially acceptable or normal. I'm watching Downton Abbey because I love a good period piece, but damn, I mean, you're gay? Good fucking luck. Society won't accept that. Accidentally got preggers and you're not married? 
you're fucked because society's gonna eat you alive. You use the teaspoon instead of your soup spoon? What a buffoon. Now you're gonna be the local town's gossip for a fucking week. You lost all your money because you didn't change with the times and you were too scared to modernize your business approach and now you're broke. Well, damn, Sonny, not only will you lose your property, but also your entire social status and respect. And for fuck's sake, this is a show based in the early 1900s, which is recent as far as history. It's like 100 years ago. And still, you see how much the external world, their judgment and perception mattered. Is it right? Absolutely not. Was the world like that for a really long time and did it impact us as humans? Absolutely yes. Is it still like that today? In its own way. For such a long time, we've been focused on external appearances, doing things for external approval and recognition, and any time spent internally focusing your energy wasn't seen as productive, unless, of course, you were mourning the loss of your dear cousin who was taken by the Spanish flu. Even in today's world, we place a time limit and expectation of what's socially acceptable for someone to feel. I mean, I get it. You know, internally focusing your energy wasn't viewed as productive by the capitalist world. And I mean, it's fair. It's, it's probably the cheapest thing you can do. Like, literally, just sit with yourself and your energy. Just be and observe. And I'm sure that sounds far out, but it's been pretty monumental for me. I think I finally understand all those monks. I've understood the bliss in the eternal now. There's such a thing as being too in your head as well. And that's not what I mean when I say internally focused. Overthinking is when you're too internally focused on the mental plane. And this isn't where you empty your mind either. It's different. I call it tuning into energy. It's as basic as that and as vague as that. If anyone's curious for more on tuning in, definitely don't hold back. DM me. I'm willing to explain more about it, how I do it, why I do it, but I'm not sure it fits with the energy of this episode. And it's funny, I wrote a self-love episode a while back and it felt so inauthentic so I never recorded it. And I mean, I get it now. I was at an early excited stage of my self-love journey and I've come a long way since and there's still plenty of ways to go forward, but things are a lot different for me now. Internally focusing my energy and tuning in is self-love for me. Taking the time to just sit with me in me is important. There's a lot of things I love and accept in my life and about myself now. And a lot of that has stemmed from the internal work and space I've held. I try and love and accept most things that enter my life now. And I'm not perfect there's resistance, there's fighting, self-sabotage, the back-forth, back-forth, ping-ponging of indecisiveness, and of course there's anxiety. Feeling out of control can make me feel angry, sad, hopeless, pessimistic, distressed, things that are all normal to feel. We can all have moments like that, even phases like that. We're here to feel the whole spectrum of emotion, not just the good or the bad, and certainly not a small range taken from the middle of the spectrum that ranges from decent but not great to minor, sad, bad, and mad. As humans, we're here to experience it all. It's one of the really cool things about being human 
even if it doesn't always feel great having the full spectrum of emotions. The term is probably going to come off wrong, or at least my explanation of it will. But as humans living in this society, we've been very much conditioned to believe that emotional regulation is a good thing, and I think it can be, but not in the way I believe it's commonly conveyed and understood. If you want to approach emotional regulation from the therapist's perspective, solid. I fuck with it. I vibe with it. But I think many times without a traditional understanding, we can try and self-regulate our emotions in a way that actually causes more damage to our being. And I'll give you a quick little example. Several people close to me struggle with feeling positive emotions. One doesn't feel that they're worthy of feeling happy and therefore shuts happiness down when it shows up. I know I've been guilty of that before as well. Another one doesn't feel any prolonged expression of positive emotions because they feel it makes them seem weak and vulnerable. So they set a limit on how long they can show positive expression and to what degree they can show it. Other people I'm close with struggle around negative emotions. One person will literally just leave and avoid any and all conflict to the point of completely ignoring anyone or anything when it seems like something negative will arise, even if that's not the situation. Another will spiritually bypass and just pretend that things are good and keep flooding their being with fake positive BS because they don't think experiencing negative feelings is worthwhile. One last example, and a dig at what capitalism has done to the world, is how we do experience tragedy and mourning and how quickly the world expects us to get over it move on and get back to work and I think we've seen a lot of that in the COVID era. I think there should be a balance in there. We shouldn't be putting limitations or restrictions on what we can feel, how long we can feel it, what's an acceptable way to show this emotion, what's an acceptable way to act. I think people need to understand those answers for themselves but more so they need to understand why they're feeling it, what the experience is actually doing And this is the big one, if the reaction to the feeling is worth the outcome. I think as an individual changes their answer to, is the reaction worth the outcome? Naturally, over time, they will shift their energy and frequency. It can't be shortcut. It can't be skipped over. Is the reaction worth the outcome? Sometimes it might be. Other times, maybe not. But if you just keep that little question on a post-it note in your mind, you'll witness the change in energy naturally. The awareness and understanding is a key part of our experience. It doesn't mean you won't have brutal moments where you're like, my God, fuck me, it's this again. (laughs) But you'll change in how you read the energy and perceive things. Just to give you a quick little tidbit, I have struggled throughout my life with anger issues. I mean, (laughs) they've been bad. I'm the worst case study example because not only was I a yeller, but also a fucking wizard when it came to crafting the perfect set of words to just really destroy someone's soul. And that is not a humble brag either. I'm not proud of that. My anger issues wrecked me. They impacted the way I felt about myself. They impacted my relationships with others. And most importantly, the energy in me and around me. 
Part of my recent internal work took me on a deep dive of why I've been the way I've been energetically for so long. I was able to realize that some of it was just monkey see, monkey do. Some of my anger issues were learned behavior and it was just energy pushed into me and my system that I adopted as my own. It wasn't my core energy at all. I hate yelling. I hate feeling angry. But I still had adopted these energy patterns and it was on me to heal and transmute that energy regardless of the source. When I thought about it, I considered what I felt like when someone yelled at me or was mean to me. Having that energy pushed on me and my system, it made my energy drop to a lower, denser, and thicker state. And I wasn't actually angry in that state. I was sad. But sadness makes me feel weak. So instead, I shifted to anger, which makes me feel more powerful, especially when it comes to expressing it. Once I was there, I would react and push that same low energy back out onto others and my surrounding environment, just keeping the cycle going. And once I finally like saw that and became aware of it, I realized that regardless of the trigger, whether it's inflicted on me first or if I inflicted it on others first, it's my choice on how I react to the trigger or continue reacting because that will determine the outcome. And I'm a lot more consciously aware of that now. And there's been a lot less yelling in my life, whether I'm the instigator or the receiver. Is the reaction worth the outcome? That one question has shifted my energy in so many areas. But again, (laughs) why am I here now? Uh, Part of me isn't sure which direction I should go in. I started the podcast, my business, finished my shamanic practitioner training, and I find myself unsure of the next step. The obvious answer is to market on social media, engage on social media, make content to help generate client leads. I struggle to use social media because a lot of times it just doesn't feel authentic and I'm not excited about it even though I know how vital it is for creating a platform, a community, and connecting with clients. The crappy thing is I get really excited to talk about super psychic, spiritual, starseedy things with different individuals or groups or even at the dinner table. I love having these conversations with people. I like sharing what I know and learning from others. And despite that being one of the main ideas behind social media, I just haven't found a way to authentically do that. And that's been hard for me. Part of me will want to make a video and just make it to make it and not give a fuck about what I look like. And then the other part of me is like, ah, fuck. But if you want to spread the word and get it to blow up, you've got to make sure you look okay-ish, right? And maybe it's not about that. Maybe it's just about sharing it to share it and not giving a rats about external perception. I've come to realize it's always more about the message than the messenger which is very unity of me, despite my inner shadow around social media. Speaking of internal work again, I've been doing some archetype work and one of the archetypes I dove into was messenger. When I was examining the energy of the messenger archetype, how it was within me, light and shadow sides, masculine and feminine energy, how it expresses, how it perceives, what it wants, 
I realize that I genuinely enjoy sharing information with people. I always have. I have a tendency to get really excited, sometimes fanatical, and overshare to a point where I feel like I'm annoying the person or I feel like I'm not appreciated for what I'm bringing forward. I can recognize that aspect of the energy is me and my ego. Don't shoot the messenger is a saying for a reason. It's not about the messenger, it's about the message. It's not about me, it's about what I'm saying, what I'm bringing forth for the collective. Spirit and source flow through me. I am the hollow bone for them to move through and express through as long as I don't fight it. How people perceive and receive the message has nothing to do with me, but my shadow would argue otherwise. For me, social media has always had sort of a, I'm seeking external validation by posting here. And at this point in my life, I could care less about how many likes I get or what my follower count is. I'm less focused on, do I look absolutely flawless in this? Or is this thirst trap slutty enough to make all of the genders swoon? Or is this pick modest enough so I won't have to hide it when I apply for jobs? Um, <laughs> that last one's a real one. And those things mattered to me for a really long time. It's always been like, fuck, how is everyone else going to see this? I've never been able to just be like, fuck it, I want to post this, SMD motherfuckers, love me, hate me. Never been able to have that attitude and energy. And this part of my shadow ties into the part of me that's always been scared of judgment from others, whether that's in person, online, everywhere. And I want to share that and talk about it here because it feels right. I won't go too meta on you, and I hate, I fucking hate that Facebook's changing their name to meta. I love the word meta, and now every time I use it, I'm just going to be thinking about Facebook. But anyways, I won't go too meta on you, but we are collectively at a place where our timeline is lining up with past timelines and past eras of Earth and her history. I'll skip the background info and get straight into the point. Where we are now is pretty fucking aligned with the Atlantean era or epoch or, you know, I don't know. I can't differentiate the E words to describe time periods. Anyways, Atlantis has long been known as a fallen civilization and you bet your ass they fell. They fell hard. What resonates with you is what's right for you. So if this doesn't fit, just disregard it. There was a point on earth where our masculine and feminine energies were in alignment and balance. Our masculine and feminine consciousnesses were in alignment and in balance and working harmoniously together. When that was the case, people contributed to the collective peacefully and without ego. At first, feminine energy was more dominant, then we shifted to the balance between the two then masculine energy became dominant and we went down a shadow road, which is where we've been for a while. The split and dissolution of balance took place in Atlantis, where people began perceiving themselves as more individuals and the ego developed. It wasn't initially a bad thing, but it became more of a, well, I know this and I can do this skill and this ancestor communicates with only me so I should be higher up in the hierarchy since I'm the one with this information and this skill. And that led into a birthright hierarchy of, 
Oh, well, my dad was the high priest and he taught me everything. And so now I'm the high priest by ancestry and this is my power and this is my birthright. And I should be above the collective, ruling the collective. I want my ranking. I want my status. I want my recognition. It's me. It's my power. And this creation of ego consciousness has been with us since, as has this um, sort of fractured relationship between masculine and feminine energies and consciousness. I won't go into my Atlantean ties, since I think it's better I skip story time, but my ego of wanting to be regarded as a good messenger rather than a loony one is why I have this fear around people's perception and reception of me. And I feel myself stepping further away from that fear of judgment. A lot of that has been the inner work, but integrating what I learn internally into my everyday life through action has really helped as well. I feel myself more and more every day and every time I interact with someone as my honest, true core self, feeling better and better. Lying about any part of me feels worse each time. When people ask me what I'm doing with my life, I used to dread that question because I knew the judgment that was going to come as soon as I answered it. Now I'm just like, yup, I'm a psychic intuitive. I do energy work. I'm working on my business and figuring things out. Part of me is a bit lost, but I trust myself and source and spirit to come out on the other side. And that's my answer. It's bluntly honest. And the reactions are mixed, but I don't even react to the reactions anymore because I feel so okay with where I'm at, so at peace with where I'm at. And honestly, there was a point when I was lying or beating around the bush or being wicked vague and it always made me feel worse. I think having that I feel bad when I lie about me and I'm not expressing my core self has pushed me to embody more and more of my essence. It's contributed to a greater awareness and greater expansion of consciousness and just a greater understanding. And I know at this point, it just sounds like I'm inflating my big fat ego on this episode. And that's me judging me. So let's give a round of applause to myself for internally embodying the external judgment. Yes, Alexandra, prove it. Um, <laughs> prove it to the people. Um, and to clarify, that's not meant to be an ego pump at all. This is such a place of anxiety for me. Sharing bits and pieces about me and my mystical experiences is tough because I never want to come off or be perceived as someone bragging or trying to differentiate and distinguish myself as this great almighty guru who wants to be seen as just that um, <laughs> in, in Atlantean flashbacks. Uh, I think when I share positive, cool experiences, I feel like I'm putting the spotlight on myself. And when I ponder that in concept, it implies that all eyes are on you. People are looking, watching, seeing, and judging. Part of me wants to be seen, but in a hidden way. Part of that's why I chose a podcast over another form of media. But what am I denying about myself when I do that? When I put myself out there a little but not fully because I'm scared of being fully seen and having to handle the external reaction. Maybe that means I don't want to see all of me. Maybe that scares me. 
if it scares me, it scares me because I don't want to receive negative energy from others or I don't want to be on the end of someone's jealousy, sadness, or insecurity. I don't want to cause any of those in people by sharing my experience. I get really self-conscious. And I can see where this right here is my own shit clouding and getting in the way of the messenger delivering the message. I get self-conscious because a lot of my experiences are wicked insane and I'm not sure people would understand. And I say that in the least condescending way possible. That's not meant in a negative way at all. Um, I think the best way I can try and convey it would be through like a really basic example. Uh, so you have a Christian and an atheist. One believes in God and one doesn't. I don't view one as right or wrong. They're just different ways of perceiving and understanding the world we live in. And therefore, because of those differences in perception, each individual is open to different things in different ways. They'll both experience reality differently because of the lens they're choosing to see it through. I think with the lens I see reality through, and I realize this can sound really trippy, hippie, airy fairy like I'm a princess with a unicorn in a magical world which BT dubs I fucking am so just deal with it um but it's not like that at all I've spent a lot of time internally with my energy and I've experienced expansion on multiple facets and planes my wide my mind is so wide open and because of that my experience of reality is different from what the matrix deems reality as I understand at the end of the day, my social media issues come back to a place that needs healing within me. I have fear around judgment that is so extreme, I subconsciously and consciously avoid social media. Literally, I have like my Instagram notifications muted for every single account I have. I'm working to remember that ultimately, others' interpretation and perception of me and my life is theirs and not mine. I don't need to take that on. And even in saying that, it's not to be harsh and overjudge yourself, but to focus on being and feeling good with what you do for you and how you live your life and what you want to do. I think if you feel good emotionally about what you do and there's no negative muddled up energy in there, I think you're doing okay. And I think that's all that should matter. But yeah, the social media sore spot is a place that I need healing. Further self-love and acceptance. I think we're all just here trying to figure it out in what way works best for us. What way feels right for us. I think we're all here to experience challenges, confusion, conflicts, and chaos. I believe that we grow and morph as an energy when we handle those and how we handle those. It's literally like human height. We're not all the same height and we don't all look the same. It's very different for every single one of us and that's okay. I think that's needed. I think that's the nature of how things are. There is a spectrum and polarity and with that comes differences. It doesn't mean we can't shift to something greater because we can. And I have faith that we are. But I think that as I shift and I authentically express myself more and more, as I radiate that energy out, that's a new, higher vibrational frequency being put out into the world, the collective, the earth, the universe. 
even one has the power to impact and have a ripple effect, even if it's just in one small way. And I'm not saying I'm here to trigger awakenings and bing, bang, boom, boom, pow. Another soul is woke, woke, and is now emitting another high vibrational frequency into the universe just like that. But think about the power your energy has to create a positive energetic shift, even in a small way, whether it's for you, for others, for the collective, for earth, whatever way you want to consider it. And this isn't some rah, rah, let's see the world through rainbow glasses and everything is sparkly. Realistically, we need to understand where our power is and our power is in our energy. Physically, I can use my energy to help plant a tree and help Mother Earth. Mentally, I can observe when I'm running the Doomsday program and actively and energetically become aware, deal with it, and override it to help myself. Emotionally, I can use my energy to express my love towards someone to make them feel good. Spiritually, I can use my energy to channel higher energies and bring messages forward for the collective's benefit. And sure, we don't always do the right thing with our energy. We aren't always perfect, but that doesn't mean we suck or we're terrible because we didn't recycle something or we had a pity party or we fought with someone close to us. We're still trying our best, right? And if we are, I think that's what matters. If my positive energy radiates out by me complimenting some rando or... No, no, no. You know what? Yo, a kid literally waved to me the other day. And do you know how fucking happy I was? Like, my God, this random child's mindless act of kindness just lit me the fuck up. It really did. Made my whole day. It's the same way my new puppy, uh, his name's Cosmo. He's a little floof. A fucking cloud and a half. When we walk around, we get stopped like every two minutes for someone to pet him. And yeah, it's a little bit of a pain, but he likes it. I don't mind it. But I can appreciate that other people are able to appreciate him and his energy. Parenting is a challenge. Don't get me wrong. But I know how happy he makes me. And I see the joy he brings to random people who get to pet him and smile, even if it's just for a minute. I think when we can sit and work with ourselves to understand our energy become aware of it on all levels, we can start to shift and change how we express to embody a more core energy expression. When we can radiate out our positive energy, we can see the power our energy really has. I know small moments like that have impacted my day in huge ways. It's all an exchange of energy and we get to choose what sort of energy we want to give and receive. So, what do I want to share with the podcast listeners? The main thing I want to say is that wherever you are right now is okay. Wherever you are right now is where you're meant to be. Whether it's good, bad, or okay. Wherever you are right now is okay. Why are you here? How is it serving you? I think we can take a look at the light and dark sides of everything. Even if it's dominantly negative, there's still a positive side and vice versa. There's always another side. There literally has to be. Even if the other side is something you can't accept or presently perceive right now. Sometimes I find when I struggle with duality or polarity 
It's because I can't come to accept it on all planes. Maybe mentally I can accept something, but emotionally I'm not there and I can't. And sometimes we have to take time and internally work with our energy to reach a place of acceptance around something. Other times, maybe we aren't meant to accept something, or rather the timing in life isn't right for it now, but eventually it will be. And as I get to the end of this, sometimes I wonder, what's the point of a podcast, which I think is also something that's gotten in the way of my creating? Am I supposed to offer suggestions or explanations? Am I here to make you laugh? Am I supposed to quantify the benefit I provide per episode? Am I here to offer perspective? Am I here to prompt you with questions? How do I do all of these things? What's the right way to do them? How do I know if I'm effective in meeting my goal? Does any of that really matter? Did the painter paint for others' appreciation or did they paint for themselves? And my answer to that last one probably sounds fucked, but let me just subtweet capitalism one more time in this episode. I think painters should paint for themselves. We're supposed to think, feel, and believe that what we create needs to be appreciated, understood, and accepted by others. That without that, the painting has no worth because there's no external outcome proving it to the masses, proving it to others. But not all of what we do is supposed to be for other people. It's really not, and that's not ego either. But as you are, and as you exist, and as you be, because you are one with others, and they are one with you, as you do, they do, as you be, they be, there's an energy benefit exchanged regardless and always. What you do will impact others, but that shouldn't be why you always do it. Another way I've come to view it for myself is that my business works with clients. That's how I make money. Sure, I could turn to something more easily profitable like doing smaller readings for less money, which might be more enticing for more people, but that's not right for me. I know that the work I do is right for me and it will attract the right clients to me. I don't need to force or try and convince people that I'm the psychic intuitive for them or cheapen my services and my value because my energy will shift when I approach it that way. And I've realized I question myself, my life, my values, my beliefs, what I want, what I think, what I feel a lot. Or rather, I explore the spectrum of each one regularly. And as I explore what the spectrum of answers is to each one of those areas, I figure out more and more what's right for me. When we figure out what's right for us, we attract that same energy because we're in alignment. And again, it doesn't mean everything is perfect and there's no conflicts, but life shifts, reality shifts, and we shift timelines. We can still interact at different levels in different situations with different people and different energies, but we can shift quite easily if we really notice the power and potential of our energy. I think we just need to give ourselves the time and space to internally focus our energy, sink into oneness and aloneness and our flow. So why did I make this episode? 
why now, why this? And as I try and sum it all up here, the simplest way to put it would be, this felt right. My energy feels right sharing this in this way. I trust that the messages in here are needed for whoever's listening, even if it's just one line or phrase that hits home. By internally focusing on myself and pulling away from everything else, everything external that I'm told has value in the matrix, I figured out part of what feels right for me. I figured out how I want my energy to flow, how I want to live, what makes me feel good regardless of everything external. And yup, your girl is still a lost little lad, but I feel okay with being lost because I know that this is right for me right now. The next cue and piece of the puzzle will flow in when it's meant to. I don't need to force an answer out of myself or the universe, even if everyone else around me is telling me I do. As I exist presently as an aligned version of me, I know that that alone is enough to attract whatever else is aligned. Okay, so final conclusion here. Whatever is happening for you is okay. Wherever you're at is all right. Prioritize yourself. Focus on what makes you feel genuinely good because your energy is more important than anything external. Accept where you are fully. Be okay with it. Try and understand why where you are right now is important and it's right for you. I promise there's something in there. There's something it's offering you. If you can do that, you sink and flow with energy rather than fighting it. And when you flow, you're in alignment. And when you're in alignment, you attract more aligned energy, which will cause change. Change is okay. Change is flow. It's okay to experience the polarity and the spectrum of ourselves in life. The more we accept this, the more we step into ourselves and into what's right for us. When you're good, the collective is good. Your energy has power. Your energy is important. And <laughs> that's all, folks. Um, also, Porky the Pig reference. Probably no one got it. Um, but anyways, happy Scorpio season to my fellow Scorpios. And until next episode, Zanny Phantom is outie. Peace and love, my beautiful souls.